0: Welcome to Across the Park Podcast, the only place you can hear banter and debate from both sides of Stanley Park, whether it be blue or red. Sponsored by their clothing, Camper Kings UK and affiliation with BetMate.
1: Hello everyone, welcome to Across the Park Podcast, episode 26 of the 2021-2022 season. Someone's feeding back there, is that you Phil? Usually is, put your, put your mic on mute mate. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Apologies to all our loyal listeners and followers from last week. Um, for the first time in the history of Across the Park Podcast, we were not able to get our weekly episode out, it hurt me so much that. um so yeah, it was, there was nothing that could be done. Literally, everything conspires against us. We had four of the lads away on a on, on a stag do. We had a couple of the lads that we'd um, asked to come on that that has agreed to do it, and then there was some there was there was issues with it, or there was family problems one of the lads had. So literally, we couldn't do anything about it. So apologies for all of you. Didn't get the episode last week. Hopefully, we can make up for it this week. So um, as usual, this is the first of our two episodes this week. In our second episode of the week, we'll be um, we'll be doing our usual quiz trivia and um, reviewing our fantasy football game via BetMate. So massive thanks to them. Massive thanks to our other sponsors. Um, Camper Kims UK, our longstanding sponsor. As we always say, if you look for, up for a UK vacation, get across to their website, their socials, some cracking deals on, on there for you. And if you quote quote, Across the Park podcast when you book, you get a free bottle of champagne and free insurance. Okay, so without further ado, we're going to crack on with this week's episode. Unfortunately, Pricey, we're going to have to review yet another Everton away defeat. Um, I mean, I I, I went to Newcastle a a couple of weeks ago and despite the win last week, I still had that firmly in the back of my mind going into into the Southampton game. Obviously, hopefully the players can... Can bounce up, bounce that form into the next game, but it, it looked very similar, if not worse, than, than the Newcastle game. What are your thoughts on the the results, the performance, and everything in between?
0: It all goes out saying, doesn't it? We got we, we got beaten. It was it was difficult, especially this stage of the season, being where we are. Uh, I think every point dropped is, is a worry. Um, I, I just thought we were really bad. To be honest, I thought I thought we were really poor. Um, I think Lampard after the game summed it up. He was sort of Again, the fact that it wasn't good enough. He mentioned that a few times. Look, that's not good enough. I'm going to let the players know that's not good enough. And that's just how I felt. It just it just wasn't good enough. In possession, I thought we were sloppy. Um, hardly put two passes together. Um, and then overran. Over, especially in the second half, I thought. I understood why he brought Alan off, being on a yellow card and stuff. But though we completely overran in midfield, uh, every time we lost possession, they just got at us quick in numbers. And we couldn't really cope with it. Um, so, yeah, that, that, I mean, it's worried. It's... Overall, since, since since the new managers coming, you've just got to look at are we are we progressing? Are we going forward? Are we moving forward? And at the moment, it's it's one step forward, one step back. You can't actually say if we are or not as good as the home forms. Being the last two games, the away form has been abysmal. Um, so it was just back to being same old, same old ever Unfortunately for me, um, and just hopefully, unless we can change that away form, hopefully our home form can see us through and and, and you know get us safe, if you like. Um, yeah. That's that's all you got to be hopeful for. But yeah, I was I was disappointed. I thought overall we were we were as bad as as the Newcastle as you say, probably newcast worse than the Newcastle game, and then that was pretty bad. Um, as yeah. bad as we've been, that, that's all I can say. I think it's as bad as we've been all season um, away from home. um from Yeah,
1: that. I I agree. I think that's that's two away games now where it's been as bad as we've been. Um, mm-hmm. and, and and again, as much as as much as I agree with you that i have been obviously two positives in the two home performances, one in the league, one in the cup, the two, two away performances have been dreadful. You know, there's, there's no two ways about it. We've had no idea. It was like possession for possession. See in the first half, we're keeping the ball going side to side at times, but then the ball's getting lumped forwards. I know that Lampard mentioned that a a few times in, in his interviews that he wasn't happy with how, how direct we were going and how often we were going direct. And we weren't trying to retain the ball for me. They looked like and it, and, and Newcastle's done exactly the same. They look like they just had more bodies in midfield. And I don't necessarily I'm not saying I'm I'm backing the players here, because I agree that, that some of the players were were not um, brave enough on the ball or, or not brave enough in, in wanting the ball. And that's why we were having to go from back to front so often. But from, from my perspective or from in my opinion, I think that that Southampton recognised straight away. That they put put another body in the midfield against us and and you can completely nullify us and and you know and and just you know you look at the, the, the Leeds game we played through the lines so often got into those players in, in the you know in the final the middle thirds and that's where we're getting our opportunities we weren't doing that or we weren't able to do that against Southampton and that was it game over we, we just had no other plan our fullbacks are obviously not the fullbacks that we had three four five years ago that are able to get down the outside Cause a threat from deep, and and therefore, and and you've obviously got Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who's clearly not fit. Therefore, when you're playing long balls up to him, he doesn't seem strong enough to compete. He doesn't seem to almost at the pace to 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 kind of threaten defenders yet. You know what I mean? It. It's, he looks it's to really... me
0: like he, he looks to me like the injury's still in the back of his head, and he's scared to go full pelt, or he's scared to you know sprint really to to, to yeah. release himself because he just in case he falls back into it. Um, I definitely. think the midfield point is is, is the biggest point, as, as I say, especially in the second. I think Lampard mentioned before the game that maybe Van der Beek can sit can sit deep. Um, I, I don't think he can. I think I think that just proved that he needs somebody alongside him, a workhorse, if you like, next to him and just allow him to play. Because when he's your whole midfielder, and especially with Gomez in there, who's definitely not that type of player, Southampton, as you say, just the of extra man in, but they just seemed to flood them, flood our midfield, and we sort of our defenders didn't know where to go, didn't know who to pick up and. And it just caused us real problems. And, and that's Southampton. And no disrespect to them. But if they're causing us so much, so much so many issues, as as easy as that. You no, know, no, not tactically brilliant, just basically just flood the midfield, then you know it is a little bit worrying. But the home, the home form has been, has been decent, partially because of, and I'm not saying it's because of this, but partially because of the atmosphere and and, and it's been the type of type of games where we've got in in the, in the opposition's face and the crowds have got on board. And We've been able to really push them and get at them. Where there's a way you can't kind of do that as much, you're know, you relying more on skill, if you like, and, and you know confidence yeah. on the ball and, and playing. I think that's where we're struggling.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, not not that you can be critical yet of the manager, and I know um we're not going to go down that route. He's got to he's got to discover the play. He's got to work out which players are good enough long term and which players have got that steel, haven't he? That mental steel. There's not many players for me. Thinking off the top of my head that I've got that in abundance. Just for me that the second time and and I thought this against Newcastle, it was just crying out for another body in midfield as opposed to swapping man for man. And I know like you know every system shouldn't be that static and players should be able to you know react to what's going on around them and maybe drop in if they need to or, or push up if they need to. But. I understand why he's made that change, taking Alan off. And look, Alan had a poor performance. It was, he was poor in the first half. But swapping man for man, particularly for Gomez, was never going to change anything, in my view. I think we, are, we got outrun, we are outplayed in the first half. Swapping one midfielder for another was not going to be the solution. And the quicker he realises that, you know, that, particularly with that our midfielders, the, the, you know, the the better chance he's got of picking up some points away from home.
0: Yeah, it's the worst thing about bringing in a new manager is it gives everyone a chance and, and you've got to, especially if you've won. You sort of kept the same team, kept morale going, and so you've got to give everyone a chance. But for the for fans, it's frustrating because the same old players are getting the same chances. And it's like, yeah, they might have a good game and keeping the same team's fair enough. But when was the last time you seen a world well, we have two two good games on a run? Or, you know, John Joe Kenny performed that standard twice. It's it's never happened. So I get why he picked the same team, but realistically, you've got to adapt to, to the team you're playing against and, and, and the type of performance that you want. You wants the, you know, gung-ho performance against Leeds. That was never going to happen against Southampton. So why, why he's picked the same team? I don't get. But I'm not. I'm not criticizing them at all. He's, he, I mean, no, he, no. Said after, he said after the after the game as well. You know, he's learning about his plays. He's going to have to, in essence, in give them a few home truths now. And he's going to have to let them know that that's not good enough. And that that's perfect. That's exactly what you want him to say. He's give them a chance. That's twice now where they've been below par away from home. Now he's going to have to tell them, look, that is not good enough. The standards are higher than that. It's just whether you get that reaction from them now. But playing these, you know, playing these players who have let us down, but he has to give them a chance. I just hope that he does see through them in the same way we do. And when yeah. it gets to the summer, he realizes that you've had your chance. You've had your, your, you know, your few games. You didn't impress. So we need to, we need to move you out and, and get the, you know, new players in.
1: Exactly, I think the only player, if not maybe one more, that comes out with with, with credit from the game is Jordan Pickford. You know, one player who did stood, he was he stood up and was countered, made some brilliant stops in, in the game. He's been he's been fairly consistent anyway. To, to be fair, for quite some time now, he's had he's had the odd you know the odd mistake and whatever, um, which which I think goalkeepers do anyway. But I, I thought he was outstanding on Saturday, and probably the only reason why we didn't ship five. Yeah, he's been he's been
0: he's been that way probably since he got dropped or rested when Ancelotti was in. I think that that mm-hmm. sort of he's been leveled. I think against Newcastle the other week he was sort of the fans were getting to him a little bit. Um yeah, he, he, still car, he still plays up to the crowd. He still plays up to the crowd a little bit for me. I'd like him to be a bit calmer in that. But yeah, you can't you can't I can't fault him. Keepers are gonna make mistakes. That, that's the the nature of the job. I mean, liverpool got a decent keeper and he's made quite a few, And not he? So it's the way it works. But um overall, yeah, I think it, I couldn't even say. Who else I thought stood out as, as, as playing decent? I don't
1: think anyone did really. No, I think Van de Beek done okay in patches, didn't he? Where you know he is one of the players who will who will demand the ball or wants the ball, and I think to a certain extent Lampard was deflecting the blame from the midfielders by saying that the defenders far too often were just missing the midfield out. I heard him say that a few times. They are missing the midfield out. Yeah. they are missing the midfield out. So. Um, I, I think that was probably alluding to the fact that he feels that his midfielders were at times available, but the defenders were choosing the, the easier option of, of just going long. And that's um, like a lack of
0: confidence, isn't it? That's when you go a goal down, the defenders are losing. You know, they haven't got no confidence anyway. As it is, we might have a go at them individually, but as, as a unit, they've got no confidence because, well, because of the way the season's gone. So if they are a goal down, it's a bit of a panic, isn't it? So they're, they're scared exactly. to make that mistake and, and make those passes into midfield, which is a more difficult pass.
1: We're going to come on. To, we're going to come on to obviously um, the, the the city game at the, at the at the weekend, which is which is a big one. Obviously, it's not it's not one that we're particularly expecting points from, and, and obviously we'll talk about the the potential changes in that one. But before we do, obviously this next fixture that a lot of fans will be thinking is a difficult one for us to take points from. The question that most blues are asking each other now, and and reds are trying to go, you know go with us by asking us as well. Are you worried now?
0: generally for the season or for Saturday what what do you mean oh like yes, yeah,
1: for the season in I've, been,
0: I've been worried for weeks yeah. I've said it on a year weeks ago I've been worried because I mean as I mentioned it when Newcastle I think it was even before Newcastle had gone on their run they were always bound to they were always bound to go on a little run or as it takes us it is a couple of those teams and there's always one team that drops down or generally there's one team that drops down and I said it weeks ago I, you know, I was worried I'm still am worried at Tevin. but we've got to let's I mean, you win your own games. You, you should be we should be safe enough, shouldn't we? But it's it's it obviously you know you got City at home. We have got a couple of more difficult home games as well to win. So it's not as easy as saying that. But yeah, I'm worried. Do you? I know. you? Did you say you were worried last week or the week before? Did you? Absolutely. Yeah. I
1: mean, you're right in saying we've got we've got a good few home games, but there's there's only really three of them that I think are you know not nails on because no 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 wins nails on the Premier League, particularly when you're playing as inconsistently as we are. But. I, I, I only think I think we've got um, we've got we've got Man City as you've said we've got Man United we've got Arsenal we've got Wolves they're all tough games then um, I think there's Palace and a couple of others where you're thinking yeah you know we should take points I looked at it and, and I thought nine points it are fairly nailed on if we play the way we have in our last couple of home games apart from that you're scraping it really do you know what I mean so. Yeah. And, and that game and I hate
0: that game and as well because we've had a couple. We've got a game and hand on a couple of teams and that, and it's like yeah. I hate that because in your head you do think, oh, well, we've got three points there and that'll get us there, and you'd rather have the points than the game and hand one hundred percent. So yeah, that,
1: absolutely.
0: I, mean, I think Burnley have got two. I mean it's horrible to say this, but I think Burnley have yeah. got two games in hand on us, and that's like. Yeah, looking over our shoulder, you've got it, mate, and that, you know, No, no, yeah. as it is, you got it, you got it. Do, you, do you
2: think this next? I think the next five games we were talking about the other day and on the stag too. I think you've got uh, City, Tottenham. Is it Newcastle, Wofford, Leeds? Not, I don't know. Like, Leeds have meets, Wolves is one
0: of them. Is them? Wolves? Yeah. I think
2: that that run now, especially with it being City and Tottenham next, they're two potential defeats, like likely defeats. And then the three after that, I don't, I don't know what order. Newcastle, Watford, Wolves. Yeah, so whatever it's order it may
1: it's, be. it's City at home. Then we've got Tottenham, Tottenham away, Wolves at home, Newcastle at home, <clears throat> and then Watford away. I mean, those three fixtures there stick out to me. I know Wolves have, have obviously had a really good season. They're not going to be easy to beat, but those three games there are the games where you, you know you're looking, you, you need pick to look
2: pick at up points. If you if you don't win them games that's when you're in real danger, I think. I think if you can come out of them with maybe winning two, getting a draw in one, you're probably looking at safety there.
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing for me, you know, if you, if you don't... Yeah, it, if you can beat Wolves, it puts you in a position where, and, and as Maz is to say, I said this when we went away to Newcastle, you just don't want to get beat by Newcastle. That, that's a mad thing and a really negative yeah. thing to say. But when we played Newcastle away... Obviously, everyone was riding the wave to a certain extent. I was saying, look, we just need to not get beat here tonight. Because if we do get, if we do get beat, you're feeding them as much as you, yeah, which is we're losing out as well.
2: So, yeah, a draw, a draw was worse for them than it was for you. Absolutely,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, look, we, we'll move on to the Reds. We, we'll touch, for, you know, later on in the episode and our, our upcoming fixture, what changes we think we'll make. But yeah, make no mistake about it, Blues. Me and Pricey are worried. Interesting to see hear what your thoughts are on social media. Please do let us know. Over to the Red Side, um, you know, flight scared you know, in, in the first half, but in the end, you got the job done. But...
3: Yeah, I'll start. I was at the game, and I thought, well, first of all, I'll start with the uh, the team selection. We made a lot of changes for that game. Um, we had Kater and Oxley Chamberlain in the midfield. We had Joe Gomez in the right back position. We had Samikas playing, so Trent and Robertson were rested. Um, so, yeah, what, going into it, I was thinking, not that we'd ever get beat or could get beat by Norwich because they've got real no threat going forward, really. But I was thinking, this is we could make like a, a pig's foot of this game, we could it could be more difficult than it needs to be. And I was a bit concerned. And The first half kind of played out like it's that. Like, how long before?
2: The
1: pig's foot, pigs yeah, foot. I was
2: thinking, that's definitely not a saying
1: there. Get
3: on Google,
2: <laughs> pig's foot.
0: Yeah.
2: Pigs, yeah.
3: Am like I getting two <laughs> sayings mixed up? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, go on.
3: Go on, go on. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was a tough first half, wasn't it, Gary? Uh, quite frustrating. I thought there was no real... Um, didn't look like there was a game plan, I'm sure there was, but we didn't create opportunities. It wasn't like no pattern of play. That was that was clear. And it was probably down to the quality, or lack of, from Chamberlain and Cater in the first half for me. I think that's what went wrong.
2: Yeah, I think going into it i know what you mean about the, the lineup was a bit quite a lot of changes a bit odds compared to what we're used to seeing but i i don't i can't say i was worried going into the game at all I, you know as you said knowledge don't very very rarely cause us any problems you know i just thought it, it should realistically even with that team out be a run-of-the-mill standard standard performance get the get the three points get out um yeah they, they did they, they, they troubled us a little bit in the first half and yet you know Oxlade-Chamberlain. As much as I will the lad to do well, I, I don't, I, I don't know what it is about him. I, I proper like him. a proper want him to do well. He's just not good enough. It's he, he can't get enough games due to injury and, and things like that to be able to get a run together. Yeah. Um. When he does perform well, so I think you're likely to see him going to somebody. He's just not. He's just not performing enough consistently enough. And he's just, as I said, he's just not good enough. Cater without doing much wrong he was ineffective in the game. You know, he, he didn't, he didn't really do anything negative, but in that position, w- with Anderson playing the sort of Fabinho role, Caters has got, Keita's got to create something. He's got to go forward and, and, you know, put us on the front foot and try and create chances for the forwards and just don't get any of that from him. It, it's it's so frustrating because you see the difference when Thiago comes on. Yeah. You see the difference in it. It's it's just, there, yeah. Yeah. 100%. And, but I think for me that the, the big one of the biggest problems was Trent not playing. I said it. I said it in the group to all the lads. I said that if Trent's playing, yeah, we're two nil up in the first half. It's always it's the way, isn't
3: it? Whenever yeah, Trent does we
2: open Yeah, it's mad how much we rely on that on on our right back because obviously he's not he's not a, a stereotypical right back where he's just playing defensively. He is he is more of a winger, but he is our right back. And I think the amount of times Joe Gomez got in got in positions where. Trent had the bombs on and he'd have got in, in and behind the left back and he'd have been able to get a ball in or created something, whereas Gomez didn't. And then even when he did get into the, the positions that maybe Trent would have... The, the quality of the final ball, you could it's tell not Trent,
3: him, is he? I, I could, Gomez no, but you could played. tell...
2: Him, no, but you could tell he hasn't played for so long. You know, you could mm-hmm. see he was out, out of... He, he wasn't match, match. He didn't have match practice. You know, his, his crossing was off the... You know, was range of crossing like that. Just, just simple things where... You can just put it into an area, right? It's not going to be pinpoint the way Trent does, because who who can? But you can put it into areas where it's going to be dangerous. As balls were going out for a goal kick, they were going miles too far over where Simicast was getting on the end of it, stopping it going for a throw in. Things like that, that you don't really get from Trent. And although, as you say, although uh, Oxley Chamberlain catered didn't give us anything, I thought that was a big issue for us as well. And we've said it for years and years that we haven't got decent enough cover for Trent. You know, when, when Robertson's not playing, Simicast can provide decent cover. He can. He's he's not Robo, but he, he's decent enough. He's good enough. Um, I just think that that that's got to be something we address. We've addressed the forward line now. We've got we've got strength in, in depth massively now in the forward line. I think come the summer, you, you, we should try and get a, a Simicast for the right back position and go for the midfield backups as well. now.
3: Yeah, I don't disagree with that. But just looking at the game, sort of in hindsight now, Gary. It's job done, wasn't it? Because in the end it was comfortable. And yeah. we've managed to get through that game with a lot of big games coming up, cup final, and all that. And we've rested Fabinho, Trent, Robo. For me, well, for me, was injured, didn't he? But we we've, we've got through that game comfortably. Um and just focusing on, on the positives. As you say, when um when Thiago come came on, his performance was really good. Switching play quickly, um, forcing it forward. It looks like Henderson had a new lease of life. He started. He played two great through balls for two of the goals, and and you know and then Diaz as well. He come to life more so. His runs were being found. Um, he looked really quick. He didn't give up all night, and, and the finish was absolutely spot on for his goal.
2: Yeah, I think to be honest, what what I, what I like about it now is how long have we been crying out for having a bench that can come on and change a game. It it's been very few and far between all these. Although our starting eleven has been like one of the best in, in the league for a, for a few years now. The, when we've been relying on the likes of Arigi coming off the bench and Minamino coming off the bench and and you know young lads like like Curtis Jones coming off the bench to, to try and change games. Now you've seen that you've seen the, the how, how crucial it is to have quality. Do you know when, we
3: did bring on Arigi and Minamino.
2: Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, and no, all that. But we were relying Santiago on. Them. Wasn't- we were relying on them, though. I'm talking about yeah. the Inter Milan game as well. Yeah, the Inter Milan yeah. game previously, we've had this game now where the subs have come on, changed the game, and that's what we've been. That's what we've been lacking, I think, in the past, and 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 now it's it's coming to show just how important that can be. City have had it for years. They've had two quality players in every position for years, and it looks like we're we're finally starting to compete on that sort of level with them.
3: It's great to be able to make substitutions that affect the game like that, but Terry was a bit frustrated. I was with him after the game um, that we don't do that from the start, um, but it's just one of them, isn't it? We've got to use the squad because we're, we're backlogged.
2: I know, I know. Some people like a lot of the time. I'm a bit like that, especially in cup competitions where it's like get the game one and then rest and then get players off. But there's no guarantee that you get the game one. Is there? It's one no. of them. What's more important? Keeping the keeping the legs fresh and still winning the game or playing them for 70 minutes and then getting them off. I think, th- especially, you get, you, you've got to look at the opposition, no disrespect to Norwich, but we should really be able to play a B team there and, and get through that game, you know, you know with the, the quality we've got in depth now. Um I, I think if, if you wouldn't have seen that team had we been playing uh, a Tottenham or, uh, you know, even like a West Ham or a Wolves, you probably wouldn't have seen that that, that team. You, Trent would have played, you, you know, you'd have had more of the, the, the first 11 playing. Um, yeah. I think it is he, he has it has been a bit horses for courses. He's played a, 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 a big rudge saying a weaker side because I don't really like putting that a label like that on any of our players, but it is a weaker side to Joe Gomez, isn't Trent. You know, um Cater and Ox aren't Fabinho and, and Thiago. So it is a weaker side, but he's played, he's played that because of the opposition.
1: We, we did have a we did have a question or it was more a point that one of the one of our followers were, was making about Cater and Oxley Chamberlain. Is that right, Phil? Just a yeah. reference, obviously, because you've kind of covered
3: it. Yeah, I've got it here somewhere. Threw that on my toes. Um, okay, yeah, it's from Mike Holt, and he just wants to know what, what, what were our thoughts on, on the first half performance from and Cater. But I think we've answered
2: the question that poor. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd say, like, like I said about Cater, I don't think he was so much poor. I just think he was ineffective. He didn't do anything like wrong. He didn't, he didn't, weren't giving the ball away loads. He weren't. He went like missed time and challenges. He wasn't giving free kicks. Wait, he just didn't really give us anything going forward, which is his job. He that's
0: what you always say midfield. about
3: Keita, isn't it? That's like he was a that's ghost like... in midfield, waste of space. Might as well not be More there. Than, so, be
2: sometimes, important. sometimes Pricey, he is woeful. He his he, passes are off. He, he holds onto the ball too long and loses it. Things like that. But that sounds I don't. Like,
1: I, I... Sounds like we're going to sign him in the summer, Gary. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just, amazing. I just didn't see that side of Kiter. I, I thought he. He kept possession well and things like that, but the the role that he had in the game, it was he was ineffective. That that's my points on him. Oxley Chamberlain was just poor. He was doing all that. He was losing the ball. He was making blind runs. He was his passing was off. He couldn't couldn't get it past anyone, and just thought he looks like a player who's been left behind now by this team. Mm.
1: Yeah. I was going to say out of those two descriptions and considering where Oxley Chamberlain was playing. I'd rather the player be doing that. Obviously, things aren't coming off for him. He's trying to do stuff than just be a passenger like it seems Kater was. us.
3: I, I agree. I agree. I mean, and that's why you maybe feel yourself more adhered to the to yeah. Chamberlain, isn't it? Because he's always trying to have a go and he's willing to, He's willing and he's working, whereas Kater seems passive. It's like, it's horrible yeah. to see. I think. You know, you know
1: finished at Liverpool when, when you lose your little, your little uh, pet name. <laughs> well, in good. No, you skipped me for
3: that that's why I brought it back in. But, um, we can't move on no, without talking about Adelson's assist he's now <laughs> he's done it before hasn't he against United um, he's got a goal for us in the past and he's done it again now so it's when we haven't got our full backs, it's nice that the keeper can step up in it and provide yeah, him. it's
2: just it's for me, it's the it's the quick thinking and the and and the want to to get it out and get it up there. You know, it's obviously worked on the amount of times that when, when Allison gets it, you see Marnie and Salah on the toes because they know if, if we can get in behind the defender, this is coming to us because he, he's just got that range of passing in him. Um yeah, it was brilliant to see. I did I did think to be honest, I think I thought he took too many touches, Salah. Thought that the chance had gone. But who am, I, who, who am I to doubt Mo Salah? The man's just a genius, isn't he?
3: Yeah, he sent the whole team, didn't
2: he? Sent me? I think I was looking the other way. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Diaz as well, <laughs> getting his first goal at Anfield. As you said at the start of your little monologue earlier on, he was uh, didn't half take it well. Anderson's pass, I think it got described by someone on Twitter, an ex Liverpool player, I can't remember who, as, as gerard esque It was that good of a ball. And then Diaz, just what I like about Diaz. From his first game, he just seems so lively. He seems like he's slotted right into the team. He wants it when he gets the ball. It's not just giving it back to the player he's got it off or giving a simple five-yard pass. He's always trying to turn and go forward. He's always trying to find a passing behind or he's trying the one-two to get himself in behind. Like that, that run for his goal. Yeah, he's rapid, especially especially over a few like a short distance, which is sometimes crucial. What I liked
3: about it is that he struggled against the right-back, I think, if we're honest. It didn't have much joy out of him. But when a small, slight European player comes over and kind of loses out on the physicality in a battle with someone, you can see them just become shrinking violets and just like, oh, I don't like this, get me back to Portugal type of thing. But he never, he kept going, kept going. And then we had a bit of a formation change. We ended up 4-4-2 and he kept going, got his goal. So it was the attitude that impressed me the most on the day.
2: Yeah, I agree. I, I just, I just like I, I, his, as you say, his attitude in in his approach to games. Just love how he, he wants to be on the ball. He wants to be making them runs in behind. And I think, as said before, he slots right into the slipper side. I don't think. Whereas normally you, you see, you know, a few players take the time to, to adjust. Or certainly in our team, you know, we, we always reference it. But had it with Robertson when he came in. Didn't see him for six six months or so. Um, I don't think we're going to have any issue with that with Diaz.
1: Right, I'm going to move, move us on, lads, because the only thing that's worse than talking about the Liverpool victory is talking about the signing that we should have made in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've got a couple of games. Do you want to cover the social media first, Phil, before we uh, yeah. preview the, the upcoming games? You yeah. can't support your short this time, because this was like in the schedule. You know, this
3: <laughs> so um, this is Jay and Kevin. They work for Trade, Flooring, Entries, a little uh, plug there for them. Um, but they, they seem to listen to, listen to us on the lunch hour or something. Well, so always
1: Jay, tell your boss, it's centre.
3: Yeah, And if you want to think about becoming an official sponsor of the podcast, then drop us a message. Um, a
1: little logo in the bottom corner there. be <laughs> <cookie> in there.
3: <laughs> right, so so first one, I'll go for the boy question first. Um, so this one's from Kev, and he said, What do you make of Calvert-Lewin? Loads have said the same players as a group of... Fe- Sorry, the same players as a group have failed. Coleman, Silva, Allardyce, Carlo, Benitez. He's part of that group. He never sees them score when the goal gets tough. Only scores when Everton are in form. Would you sell for the right amount?
0: Um, I'll, oh, go, I'll, go, I'll go I'll go first because I, I wouldn't I wouldn't sell him. I think for a player like Calvert-Lewin, you, you've got to play to his strengths. Ancelotti done it perfectly, and that's when he scored all those goals. I mean, he's, he's coming back from injury as well. Let's just get that out the way he's... He's hardly played this season, so he looks as we were saying before. He looks half yard off it, and he looks like he's he's holding back a bit. But I understand the question of would you sell him for the right money? It depends what that right money is. Um, and I think we did we debate that around the Evertonians debate in our WhatsApp group all the time about what would you sell Carver-Lewin for if if the, if the offer came in for me. If if you sell him for eighty million, are you, you going to replace those goals for eighty million? Being that we're Everton, we're not going to be able to, to sign a top striker as much as we'd like to. And what's eighty million going to buy? Is it going to buy you know? Buy you that goal them goals that we could get off Carl Valloon So for me, I wouldn't sell him. I just try and play through his strengths as, as much as possible. Um, you know he's a box, he's a box finisher, isn't he? And he's not somebody who's gonna take him on and, and beat the keeper from outside the area. He's somebody who's gonna get in the box, and if, if you can supply him properly, he will score you. And he's proved that he will score goals if you play that way. As I said, Ancelotti done it. So is he, me, I, I really like I uh, sorry, guy, were you gonna say something
2: then? Is he is he good enough of a player to play for him though? Is he that good? What do you mean? So you're saying you've got to play, you've got to play for his to his strength. So is that sort of building your team around Calvert Lewin? Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Is he that? Is he good enough for you to do that?
0: Yeah, he's a goal scorer, isn't he? So if you everyone plays, you know, if you if you if you build your team around your goal scorer and, and create for him to score goals, then he'll do it. He's not a Harry Kane where he can drop deep and, and create stuff. And you know, like we seen on, on on Saturday night, like he done for the for the goal, the Tottenham first goal. He's not someone like that. He's someone who you've got to play to his strength so if you want him in the team you've got to play that way because there's no point in having him otherwise. He's just, he's just going to be a passenger. But if you do play, Pricey. you can guarantee your goals. Kev says that he only plays well when Everton are playing well.
3: But from the outside, I see it the opposite way around. Not- where sort of Everton play well and
1: Calvert-Lewin's playing well. Isn't isn't that the case though? All I'd say to Kevin and Pricey says it a few times really is when you've got a striker like Calvert-Lewin who obviously feeds off good service, he will get your goals when you get him service. You're showing that under Ancelotti. And um, You've got to play well to get him in the game, haven't you? And when he say play well, it's just getting good ball, you know, getting the ball into good areas. And and you've got to have a style of play which, which again, as Price just to repeat what Price he says, suits him. So I do agree with Kev. He does very rarely score when we're not playing well, and that's because our style of play when we're not playing well is to lump it up. And 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 even though he'll win balls in the air, he's not necessarily going to win his own ball and run onto it and score. So I think. Kev's right, and I don't disagree with what he's saying, but I think it's a, a reflection of the fact that when we are playing well and we get the ball into calvert loom we will win games. And we, well, we'll win more games than we lose, and he will score goals. And if we're going to get back to that vein of form, which is what we all want, you know, in, in the purple patch we had under Ancelotti, the common denominator was, one, we were playing well, and two, the Calvert-Lewin scoring. That's what we all want to get back to. You know we'll touch on it later because I think there's a question. Well, it's not a question. I think it was point pricey we was making in our group earlier, but I agree with pricey. I think he's you know he's coming back from injury. He's coming to a, a side lacking confidence, a side, a side that's lacking identity, a side with very you know that's lacking width and lacking players you can deliver a good ball into the box. Thanks to agent Rafferty sold Luca Dean. Um, so it's not a it's not a great. Um, it's not a great set of circumstances for them to be trying to come back into, and and you know, like we, me and Pricey said before, he's probably not ready to be back. So, I agree to a certain extent with what Kev's saying, but I, I don't think that, like Pricey said, that we can replace him that easily, uh, and certainly not with the money that we're getting coupled with the position that we're in. It'd be interesting to know what it'd
0: be interesting to know what
1: Kev thinks
0: that the 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 magic, the right money, money is. is. Yeah, the magic amount of money is that he would sell them for because. As I said, 80 million is probably about if Lukaku's going for 100, you'd say, well, probably about 75, 80, probably, because he's English, get that for him. But who are you replacing him with? I don't know. Well if yeah. you've got How the you... right
3: if you got if you've got the right men upstairs, you'll get two Lewis Diaz's for that mate. Luis <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll Louis, Louis Piaz, we'll end up with. Louis Piaz.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. so Kev's mate Jay got a question for the Reds. Um, what do you think of the Milner new contract off the Reds? It's not, it's not for Jay. He thinks Milner's done very little this season. Even as cover, he's rapidly declined. And taking him into the 37th year just seems to be the wrong move for the club. So, I mean, before the Burnley game, uh, Klopp come out and he was asked directly about the Milner situation. And he just said, it was up to me. I'd give him a new contract, but it's not up to me, it's up to the club. Um, and then since then... Uh, some rumours have emerged that we have offered him another one-year deal. So is it a bad look? Is it a bad sign? I think the people who are against it, Gary, are saying like, it's not the right message, not the right sort of image for the club.
2: See, I think for me, it depends on what, what the, what, what's involved. Is, it, is he going to be expecting to get 15, 20 games a season? I, I highly doubt that. If he if, if, when he's used now, he's not. He's very rarely used to come on and, and try and change a game. You know, he's he's not there to come on and, and win us points when if the goal gets tough, if we're one nil down, whatever. He's he's not he's not really used for that type of substitution now. I think for for me having a James Milner in and around the club, especially for the youngsters, is is absolutely brilliant. You know, I, I think it's you can't really replace that. How, how, how do you replace it? He, the, the the standards he sets, how, how he lives his life, his, his lifestyle around football, how he's, you know, how he trains, how, you know, he's just, he's a model professional, isn't he? And I think if you've got that, that sort of, um, player to, for, for the youngsters to look up to and the rest of the team to look up to and respect, I, I like having him around the club. As long as, as long as he knows and, and, and you know, he accepts that he's going to be brought on sporadically. It's going to be like, you Know he, he'll be brought on just to see games out as he, as he was, the you know, as he, as he has been sort of this season for us when when he has been used. I don't think I can't really remember a time where it's like Milner's coming on and he's, he's coming on to try and change the game to, well, to go he, and win he it. He
3: started games, he started against Chelsea, I think he, st- he started another game in the Prem. Um, the thing is, though, Gary, I'd have him in our first team ahead of a few in the midfield, Cater and Chamberlain being two, but. And while he's sort of still good enough to get minutes, as well as all the advantages that you've said he brings, I know Harvey Elliott really looks up to him. Young lads are bringing him through in defensive centre mid looks up to him a lot as well. I've read, um, and why wouldn't you? So I, I'm with you. Another year contract, and I think Cop. You know the way sometimes a manager likes to filter his message through a player to the rest of the squad. I think that happens with Milner quite a lot. Sort of I, think, I, I think I think having that- him
2: there. Great oh, judge. Sorry. Go on I think having him there to to potentially become a coach at Liverpool as well, I'd I'd love that to happen because I just think yeah. he, he's that type of person where I think he's already after doing it now anyway. You, you know, stories coming up. He's, he's always at the, the the youngsters' games. He's always going to watch the the under twenty ones and the under 19s and he's he always to, there. He
1: has to be in the dressing rooms, didn't he? Last season when you had that was it was a Villa he was playing where there's all the guys yeah. yeah, kind of just come along with me in the dressing
2: room. Yeah, you know what? And having the captain.
1: Yeah, I was right. gonna say one thing. I would say is that if I've assessed Milner's
3: character correctly, that's not for him though. He will play until the day that someone tells him you can't play anymore. And I don't, I don't see him taking a one-year contract, bit part role, coaching. I don't think that. I think Milner fancies himself as he's still a player, and he'll try and play for as long as he can.
0: So, do you think he'll drop
3: down the divisions? Then is that what you mean?
2: I, I think he'll what look what's people out people there. One, like... personally. I think
3: he'll look what's out there. For him fair enough okay well. what I'd say
2: as well just just one other thing what I'd say you're, you're saying there Phil about you'd, you'd play Milner ahead of the likes of Kater, oxley Chamberlain I think that's probably what Jay's getting at in, in the question is he is he a good enough backup for the first start and three players no probably it's, not well but... well that I think that's the point isn't it if, if yeah, we're looking just... at oxley Chamberlain and Kater not being good enough if the next choice is Milner He's probably looking at that thinking, are we keeping Milner and that's stopping us signing a replacement? If that's well, the I issue, that. then you know, I think he, he, that there might be a bit of a point there. Just yes, playing devil's advocate.
0: Can you use his wage better, than not it? Basically, yeah. Like mm-hmm. I think if,
2: if that if that's the point, you know, it, it could be a bit more valid for you know, for me, for for my opinion as well. But um I just think the 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 value he brings as a as a player to have around the club. I, I think one year extension, as long as it's not a, he's going to be playing twenty 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 five games a season. Um, you know, I think it's it's not a no brainer for me.
1: It is okay. another one. For you, just just to leave his on, and I, I, I can uh, maybe leave this one with Jay as well. I'm saying that Jay's already sold on it. Um, you've got to you've got to imagine that. The Salah situation in terms of how much the club are going to be offering them or willing to offer them is going to be um, impacted by the total wage bill. If you can lose Oxley, Chamberlain, Milner, and keep Salah, do you do that? They need replacing, though, Judge. They need re- you can't just right. lose them. Let's say you're not going to replace them, though, but you, you're getting rid of them and you're keeping Salah. Would that do it? Yeah,
2: in a heartbeat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's right, I don't know man. what
2: you're quite what you're even thinking about, Phil. You don't, you don't ever want to play Oxley Chamberlain, and you, you just said Milner's uh, not good enough to start.
3: You think we could go into next season without Milner, Cater, and Chamberlain and have a chance of winning? You
2: it's only it's said Milner and Chamberlain. Oh,
3: yeah, okay. And yeah. okay, even them two. And you think we could survive with, yeah, actually, we probably could. Yeah,
1: let's move on, anyway. Jay Kev, thanks for your questions, and uh, thanks for your support. Okay, so Nick
3: Norris messages us frequently and he said, Losing Hammers, Dean, and Sigurdsson, 28 goals and assists last season, and not replacing them is the reason Agent we are Rafa. now looking. What's that? Uh, um, Agent sorry, Rafa. Not... <laughs> And not replacing them is the reason we are now looking for the first time in decades at going into a relegation battle um, to end the season. It's criminal not to replace any of them, especially when two of them are attacking playmakers. Obviously, the Sigurdsson thing is what it is, but it's goals that have and assists that have come up the team, Let's say no more than that. So, yeah. what were your thoughts on it?
0: Um, I had a look at we got got this message earlier, and I had a look at. I mean, my initial thoughts were, we you know we probably have tried to replace those attacking players, maybe with a lesser quality. We 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 certainly have brought in you know Damari Gray, Michalenko, Townsend promoted Gordon to try and try and replace those players. But I, I for me I, I think conceding's the, the the bigger problem this year. And I had a little look at the, the numbers and it seems that we're scoring pretty much the same amount of goals as on average as we, we, we scored the whole last season, but we're conceding more. So that that for me is the problem is is, is how we're setting up and even though Benitez set us up to be, you know, a counter attacking team and concede not and give not and away, we, we were conceding more than we were last season and, and Last season we weren't scoring that many goals either. When we did win, it was a one 0 win and stuff. So I, I get the point then of those assists coming out the team. when you look at it as a whole, I, I, I disagree. I think it, I think it's the conceding goals that's the problem. I don't think we've had too much of an issue in terms of scoring goals, especially not compared to last season. Obviously, last season I think we had an issue of scoring goals as well. But I think this season, I don't think it's been the issue. I think I think conceding's been the one for me.
1: I do, I do agree with you from a statistical perspective and certainly just looking at the away games, the last few away games, if you keep clean sheets at Southampton and Newcastle, you've got four, point, four points out of them too as opposed to zero. So I can't disagree with you there. I suppose just playing devil's advocate a little bit, and I'm not saying I necessarily agree with this point, but it's worth considering. You said it before, Pricey, That when you're not scoring you know, frequently um, or you're not scoring you know, first, which is probably the, the main point here, your defense is on the is under pressure, and they consistently. I suppose the other the other points as well is we're talking about Calvert Lewin and not getting in that service. Um despite the fact that maybe you know statistically we've scored as many goals, Calvert Lewin is struggling to get opportunities. Fitness aside, he's not getting decent deliveries into the box. He hammers Sigurdsson, Dean. That's the thing they all has in common is they all has a, a good delivery in them, whether it be from set plays or from you know from open play as well.
0: Yeah, I agree. But Calvert, he already played, has he? Calvert Lewin this season. So he hasn't, we haven't had a fully fit Calvert Lewin this season. I think he scored two in the first two games or, or something like that when he was fit. So, yeah, I get it. I get, I get the point that you're making. And crossing wise, isn't it? That, that, that's the issue. I we know we're not mm-hmm. in as many crosses as we were at the start of the season. I think when Tarns and Grey were our wide players. But we haven't really been been set up that way towards the end of Benitez, And certainly Lampard's not going to really, well, hasn't set us up that way so far. But so, yeah, it is pressure on the defence. But I think the defense is the issue. When when I you know I don't want to pick on on players. When our defenses, John Joe Kenny, Holgate, Keene, and an agent Coleman, and that's your back four, you're gonna struggle. You're gonna yeah. you know that's that's not that's not a a, a defense that's mid, even mid-table Premier League team. Never mind. You no, know, that, I think I've, I think that's
1: a really good point. Is you look at the players who who've kind of we've turned players over in the attacking area. We've tried to replace players, haven't we? Yeah. We've made no effort by the looks of it, really, to to address. And and improve the the depth and the quality of of the defenders. The only player that's come in well, two players have come in Michalenko and Patterson. And for different reasons, they're both players for the future. Andy Michalenko is clearly not ready for the Premier. He's come from a a poor league. You know, he's played at international level, played in the Champions League, looks a decent player by all accounts, potentially, but he's not ready. Same with Patterson. He he looks a, a prospect, but he's not ready. You know, and and that's, That's I think think, you're right there. You can't deny that we haven't really tried to address that at the back. But again, good question. We'll have to speed it as here, Phil. What's your last little one? Yeah,
3: probably just go to one last question then, yeah. So, um, Darren O'Day, this week's question to both Blues and Reds. With the atmosphere being bossed this weekend at Goodison, just wondering what your best game you've been to with the best atmosphere. Nice one, the boys. That was last week. He said
1: after the Leeds game, didn't he?
3: Oh, have we already answered that one. No,
1: no, we no, never miss a question from Zara, No, that's the that's the yeah. rule.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'll start first. Um right, you will. Chelsea um, in the semi final. Oh. I wasn't there for Barca, unfortunately, which I'm sure will be Gary's answer. Yeah. Um, so Chelsea, the um, the goal that did, or didn't cross the line from Louis Garcia, one of the best nights of my life.
2: Yeah, I I was at both of them, and for me. The, the Barcelona atmosphere was just it was just on another level. It's just what what the game was, what it meant, that how how we got back into it, just everything about it was just probably my favourite ever game. Bar and Bar and cup Finals. That was probably my favourite ever game.
0: Boys, Evan, I, I go I go for a for a loss, unfortunately. But I always go back to the Fiorentina game that's... when when Arteta. Were you going to say that as well, was yeah. you? When Arteta scored. And then the the, the whole atmosphere, I and mean, we we got beat on pens in the end, but we were we were we played really good that game, and then the atmosphere was like actually rocking. You know, the old the old wooden stands were, were proper bouncing. It was class. So yeah, we got beat, but that's that's the game that sticks out as being like top atmosphere for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, I completely I completely agree. Um, I mean, I just maybe try. Yeah, I can't I can't look past that. It was ridiculous. Like you could see the fear in the in the Fiorentina players. They literally didn't know what hit them. We completely, you know, and I'm trying to think of a, a, another one that matches that. I'm really struggling.
0: The was well, yeah. <laughs> and scored. And I did not remember that. That was like a Saturday afternoon. But the night games are good. Doesn't just seem to have a bit of special, more special atmosphere than, than the afternoon games. Some of the best atmospheres I've been to. You know, half an hour before kickoff, it's bouncing
3: before kickoff. It was, yeah. was if you are in a game like that?
1: Yeah, but it, it was. Yeah, it, it just it ignites in the game, though, did not it? Yeah. Like there the, the was a our test of scores and, and and it just completely like the belief the belief came back didn't it or you know it was
0: that's, um, no, that's what it was we we went into the game th- hoping that we were gonna like turn them over but not yeah, we really,
1: got, really not really we two 0 down from the first yeah. leg so yeah. it was like obviously you know forward and stuff and everyone is but then you're thinking realistically I think at the time they were like second or third in in Serie. A. Um, yeah, it makes sense. qualified for the Champions League and dropped back into Europa League. Um, and they were a good size in that first leg. They just looked well better than us. But then, yeah, we're, we're, when we, we got a goal in front and it was like, literally, they looked terrified. Their players <laughs> were, were winning every ball. They were scrambling stuff off the line. They were kicking everything out. They just wanted to get out of there. And they did. They dragged us to penalties in the end. They, they literally hung on in there for penalties like Italians do and, and broke our hearts. But yeah, the atmosphere that night was, was, was amazing. Yeah. Cool.
3: Okay. at the end of the social media then. We had a lot more questions, but we'll save some of them for next week.
1: As, as you did with that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're, we'll quickly, we'll have to try and whiz through some of these, these previews. Then we'll, we'll start briefly with the Leeds one, because I know you've got a bigger game at the weekend coming up. So Leeds on Wednesday, Wednesday night. Um, Again, a team that love to score, love to concede. Is it a potential banana skin or is it one you're looking forward to?
3: Well, for me, I think my main worry is Leeds. They're, he's got the, you know, it's quite a small squad. They're really, really fit and they can give good teams a game. They can work you hard. And that's my main worry, Gary, going into uh, the cup finals, that Leeds can work you hard, can't they? I'm not worried about losing, but I'm worried about coming out of it tired.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think I, you know Judge saying is a potential uh, banana skin. I think every game in the Premier League now is a potential banana skin. Oh, everyone's got the ability to to cause problems for every team. You, you've seen it for Liverpool. You've seen it for Man City through through the seasons. They can be caused problems. Um, do I expect it? Probably not. Um, I do. I do think we're, we're Liverpool are better when we play weekends, midweek, weekend, midweek. We're going on a bit of a run now of doing that, and I think you'll you'll see the quality coming through. Um, yeah, they, they can work it out. We've 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 had it with them in the past. You know it was, a opening day of the season last season. I think it was. Um, we ends up going to the last minute. I think it was a last minute penalty got us a win against them three two or four three or something. And yeah. um, we we do they, they can call they can work it out as you say. But I just think we're we're in that we're in a bit of a, a decent patch now. We we've won a few games on the thrust. we you know we've got a more or less a full squad back together. Um, Going into a, in, into a cup final on the weekend, you know the players will will sort of be on a bit of a high with that. I, I just think, especially with City dropping dropping points as well, it makes the, yeah. it makes the tie a little bit bigger again. I think Leeds have a few that...
3: injuries. Haven't they? Calvin Phillips, Bamford. I think there's a few others as well. They've got Rafinha back, but I think
2: they're struggling. Yeah, I, I do think I do think we're we're going to have too much for them. Um, I'm just hoping, as you say, as you say, it's not too tiring for our players. Uh, I I hope we can get the the job done pretty pretty early and then rest players. I don't want to see us resting players in, like we did against Norwich. So the 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 fact that City have just dropped points again, um, not even dropping points, losing the game. I think that that's a big thing for us now. We we need to go and uh, go and make a statement there go and score a few goals, get the goal difference a bit higher because we're similar goal difference to City. I think, I think they're, they're plus two better than us. Um, you know, go and make a bit of a statement with with, with our game in hand and, and get the jobs done early.
1: I always I always think that. Like, you know, when you, you maybe looking at as of a big game but obviously you still need to get points, get get your players out, get the game won and, and take them off with half an hour to go. See, momentum's massive, isn't it, going into a cup final? You want to yeah. go in on, off the back of a win, closing the gap at the top. So, I'm always a fan of that. Definitely.
2: And I think if we if we emphasize how big a game it is to our players, not, not that they'll need it, but if we do get get into them to sort of staff really quickly and sort of overwhelm them and, and just absolutely annihilate them from it from early on, I think we could I think we could do that. Do you know what I mean? I think I think if we go go at it at hundred miles an hour from the off, I think we could have the game won in, in half an hour or so. Um and that'd be perfect. If you could get to half time and you had a couple of goals, obviously this is this is in a perfect world. It probably ends up being one nil down at half time now after me saying this. But you know, if you could get in at half time, you had a couple of goals up, you could even make a change then. You know, not maybe not wholesale, but bring bring one of you one of the players off who you know is definitely a, a starter on, the, on Sunday.
1: <laughs> putting this alongside the game for this game on Sunday then as well, so you might as well kind of preview both because the lineups to a certain extent, but maybe not in your book, Gary, are gonna impact on the other one um, do you expect it to be the strongest side you can feel against Leeds and then doing the same at the weekend with, with the views taking players off or do you think you'll be clever and, and maybe just rotate slightly
2: well I think in the, the forward line I don't think we can now because Jotter and Firmino are both, both injured Addy. so I yeah. think you're looking there at Salamane and Diaz um, for both, probably for both games Um Defensively, I think Kanata in a bit of a good. He's in a bit of a good patch at the minute. He's played a few decent games when he has come in. Um, Van Dyke is usually an ever present. I think it's, it's only really Simicash and Robertson who who might get rotated. The central play boat, um, Mata, or Kanata. You know, between them two for the two games, which is I think I think if I had to pick, if they if they were going to play one each, I'd probably throw Mata in for the final, Kanata in for Leeds. Yeah. Um and then the midfield, I, I don't really want to see Cater or Oxley Chamberlain for either of them. You know, th- I think Fabinho, Henderson Tiago's the midfield. It, you know, you could you could play Harvey Elliott. I wouldn't mind seeing Harvey Elliott in the lead game. Um, but I think for me for the final, starting I think we know Keller's Keller who's playing in goal for the final. He's already been promised that I think. Um, but other than that, for me, it it's got to be strongest strongest ten. The midfield
1: are so a, sort of fragile, it scares you I to play. say. Based on the injury record, you, you certainly with Thiago, you'd probably wrap him in Cotton wool against Leeds, wouldn't you? And, and roll him yeah. out for Chelsea,
2: roll him out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you could do though, know, you could have, you could have um, Henderson, Fabinho, and, and Elliot for, for the Leeds game, which I, I'd quite like to see anyway. So, yeah. I, I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind Thiago sort of taking a rest for the Leeds game.
3: Just looking at Chelsea, uh, Chelsea's fixtures here. He played Tottenham on the 23rd of January, but since then they've played Plymouth Argyle, Al-Hilal, Palmeiras, and,
1: and Palace. F- yeah, but that's him. the... But yeah, that's the... They've had to
2: travel into the Club World Cup though, haven't they?
1: Yeah. yeah. True. Okay, so predictions then, both them games. Start with Leeds.
2: I'll go 3-0 Liverpool.
1: Yeah,
3: I'll match that. That's what I was thinking, 3-0. And then you the
2: final. 5-1, I'm I Two two one Liverpool the final.
1: I'm going to say one nil, one nil And just to give you an opportunity, lads, have you got a ticket yet? Do you need to? you need to put an appeal out to our loyal listeners and followers? Yeah,
2: I'd, the- I'd love one of our listeners to get in touch and get me a ticket, like I managed. To, I said a few weeks ago, I we couldn't get it off work, so I went. I went going down there, but I've managed to pull in a couple of favors that I'm probably going to regret in the future when they ask me to do a, a Saturday afternoon for them. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm going down there, so. Anyone, if there is any spares, I know you, there's a million asking, but if there is any, I'd be more than happy to take one off your hands. I you whole
3: life, Terry has never, ever not got a final ticket in no, the ballot. He's, he always got, he's the luckiest person when it comes to tickets I've ever met. Horrible years yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say what he's done if he hasn't, get, he hasn't got a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, better not. He's the authorities you're watching or listening. Um, Okay. Nice one, lads. Uh, Pricey, just briefly then. Um, say briefly because I'm not sure how much we can say on it. <laughs> uh, Man City 5:30. I know the Reds will certainly have more than half an eye on it for the first two minutes, and then and then we'll be <laughs> it down. Um, Yeah, obviously it's a it's a, it's a bit of a free hit as far as I'm concerned. You know, Goodison obviously will be rocking because everyone will be on the ale all day. Um, and again, I, I think it's it's an opportunity for the players obviously to go and you know and and some. Some more trust back from the fans, and, and again, just it's a win
2: win for you as well, isn't it?
1: It's a win win for you as well, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, what do you think, then, Price? I think start start first of all, changes. What changes would you make? I'm not going to say would you make changes because I'm fairly certain you would. What
0: changes would I make? Yeah, um, I haven't even thought about this. I mean, <laughs> he's got his has got he's Godfrey back. I don't even, I'm sorry, mate, I don't even know who's back from injury, but Can
2: Lampard play. I don't think,
0: yeah
1: Ashley <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't think Godfrey's back. I think we're stuck I was gonna with say people, I would have put Godfrey left back,
0: back if, if that's the case. I mean you're struggling, aren't you, with, with your with your back four? Because you've got no other left back apart from Michalenko and you bring him in. Uh, probably mm. would if it's either him or, or Coleman as an alternative. I'd, I'd bring Michalenko in I've just have you have to have the same back four, but with him in. Um mm.
1: so would, would you I'd play Coleman right back and Yeah, I play Coleman
0: right back, Michalenko left back, and then Holgate and Keen only because there's there's no alternatives to your centre half if, if obviously I don't mean is injured so if Godfrey can't come in as a left back then there's there's no alternatives there. No,
1: you, no, do, no, no. What no, do you think? Brandweight. The Brandt weight which I don't think is. He
0: didn't look ready the other when he came on yeah. against the uh, against Newcastle. No, he had a good game against Leeds, but Leeds uh, against Chelsea, but he didn't look he didn't look like he was. Uh... No. And against Man City, I think it's a bit slight to put him in there. To be honest with you, yes, it is, yeah, yeah. Not as confident in doing more hand and good in midfield. Um, I probably do. I probably well, Alan, Alan, Defender Beacon. Would you give Ali a go in midfield? I, I don't know. I, I honestly, um, I don't know. And then I don't know.
1: It's tough, isn't it? It, it is. tough <laughs> I wouldn't personally start Ali against Man City. Um, you're gonna have a lot of, you know, kind of being without the ball, aren't you? And I'm not sure Ali is that player who who kind of will be disciplined, but also he's going to chase and press and Harry. Um, I mean, unless a, there's a different player that I haven't seen. Um, I, I'd be tempted to, to play, to play the three is in Alan Gomez and Fanderby and, and, and just try and get bodies in the midfield, which I think will be really important. Um, I'd play Richarlison out wide and I'd probably put Gordon on the other side. And and obviously again, you, you, you're talking about trying to be as disciplined as we can. Both them players on both sides have got, the pace and skill to go and hurt players 1v1 if we are breaking, but I think we've got to have three players in the middle of the park. Yeah,
0: um, I, I agree. We need three. It's just, I don't think you can trust Gomez. To, I know he, he's had the odd game, but there's no one else to come in. That's the it, issue
1: you've got. It's not that I don't I think that Gomez is great or whatever. I just think he's mm-hmm. out the players we've got. He, he's one of the only natural sentiment fielders. Um, I can see an argument for putting Ali behind calvert Loom, but then I'm like, it, it probably means then that you're having to p- play maybe a more defensive wire player then, if that makes sense. Like it, Probably a Townsend or something just to, you know, we can tuck in a bit more. Um, maybe I'm being too conservative about this. I know we can't. What we have got in our favour, and not that I've looked at this too much because I don't want the Reds to think it, it's going this way, but our goal difference is not too bad compared to some of the teams at the bottom of the league. You can't afford to be getting beat like 4-5 or nil. You know no,
0: I mean? the, the issue we've got, I mean, Spurs on Saturday, what they've done is they just got men behind the ball and then they broke quick on the counter-attack. But they've got quality, they quality going forward. They, 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 Man City scored two goals, but they you know, they, they were able to hold them off for long periods of the game. And then they had the quality going forward. But with Everton, the tendency for us when we've tried to, that is just get deeper and deeper and deeper. And then mm. when we have got the ball, we haven't got the quality to go forward and we haven't been confident and brave enough on the ball. So it becomes like a training game. Mm. Um, so when you're saying go conservative, I think I think you do have to. You would have to get men behind the ball, and you have to, you know, close the space down and stuff. It's just have, have we got have we got the players to to transition as, as well as as we should be. So I don't I don't think we have. I mean, what we've got on our sides, that how like you said before. It's our five, at Goodison, the atmosphere. Hopefully, will be well. I think it will be rocking, um, and, and try and get in the faces and and just try and intimidate them a little bit. I, I think that's the only thing. That's that's what we've got going forward. And you know, prediction wise I'd probably go one all uh my very hopeful best will go one all because I don't want to predict anything too uh too negative. Uh I will go one all.
1: yeah. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> like what well what, what else can you predict? Now that we're not we're not in the uh prediction league. I was just
2: waiting for your prediction because I was to say I know if the prediction league was going judge, you would predict uh, a Man City win.
1: I'd be predicting a three one Man City if we we're doing a prediction league, <laughs> but we're not. So um, yeah, I, I can't see any, I can't see anyone but, but I think one one at best for me as well. You know what? I'm gonna go two two. I think City. I can't see us con- not conceding two against City at the least. Um, but I'm just hoping that we've got we've got something up our sleeves I mean, it'd be an amazing result for Liverpool—a draw because like we don't win and and City drop more points. That's it couldn't get any better for them. Um, but yeah of interesting.
0: who should... would, would you prefer to win if that had to be a Everton. winner
1: Everton oh Everton easy of course he would yeah of course he was mm. okay well um, yeah I'm not,
2: if, we, not... if we were six points at of city I might be saying something different but
1: <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> it would have to be 12 It's have to be 12 if for me if I was in your shoes I'd have my skin tight Mo all top on <laughs> <laughs> Uh okay, well, yeah, I'd say best of luck this weekend, but I absolutely don't mean that. I hope he's get a ticket and I hope it's a miserable weekend for you. Um <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> off. I was beating Man City. What a weekend that'd be. Okay, well, um, thanks everyone for thanks. A, well, capped off but that might be a consolation for you, but anyway. Yeah. Uh thanks everyone for listening. Apologies for last week. We've made up for it with an extra long episode this week. Um, for the Reds, you can maybe listen to it on your way down to, to Wembley for the blues. You've got till our five on Saturday, so you have got a bit more time to listen to this as well. Um, thanks everyone for your for your support. Uh, don't, don't forget to subscribe if you don't already. We have got some prizes coming up this month for all our subscribers, not for all of you to win the chance for you to win it, but we'll announce them on our social medias. If you don't follow us already, it's at Across the Park PC on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks everyone. Catch you on Thursday for game on.